The following audio is from the King's Chapel in Clifton, Virginia. For more information about our church or to listen to more sermons from this series, you can visit us online at thekingschapel.org. Well, here we are. Um, how many of you all know that there's only one service this morning? I just want to put that out to you. And that service started at 9.30. How many of you all saw that online? How many of you saw when that service ended? Okay, see, you got, you got to read the fine print. Yeah, you got to read the fine print. If you have your Bibles with you, turn to Luke chapter 6. I was so encouraged by that song. I don't, I'm not going to try to do two services in one, uh, even though that would be somewhere between 9.30 and 12. We could do that, right? And, and you all would be willing to do that, right? But... <laughs> But I think we can get this done in about 30 minutes or so, or whoever and however the Spirit of God chooses to do that. Um, I do want to take time to uh, lift up our pastoral staff that's taken a little hit with this virus that's floating through the air. And I want to encourage all of you all here in the sanctuary and the part of the body of Christ here, as well as online. You know, we need to still be wise in our comings and goings, even though we have a King of Kings and a Lord of Lords that carries us through all things, let's still be wise with one another. So let me take a moment and just to lift up uh, Pastor Bill and Pastor Mark to you. I also want to give a shout out to wonderful folks who, between the the media stuff that you see and all of that stuff that takes place every Sunday, Sunday in and Sunday out, uh, Pastor Brendan and and Elijah, those folks just behind the scenes and always doing stuff. It's just, it's an encouragement to me. And there are many others, I'm not trying to exclude anybody here, but... uh, God is at work here at the King's Chapel. And so I just want to lift them up in prayer. If you bow your heads with me, if you will. Father God, we do thank you and give you praise for all that you're doing in our midst this day. Father, give us eyes to see, give us ears to hear. And Lord, we lay your servants, Pastor Bill and Pastor Mark, and their families at your feet this morning, Lord God, that you might just touch them, wash over them with your comfort and your peace as you restore their physical being. And now, Lord, uh, let your presence be recognized by them, even as we pray over them as a body of believers, and ask that your will be done in their lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Uh, That song, uh, uh, I was talking to Andrews earlier before, because we were running through the songs, or they were running through the songs. Uh, Show me who you are, fill me with your... See, you all should have been looking at those words on the screen, because that's where I got that from. What's the name of that song? Fill my Fill my life. As we look at the, I had no idea we were going to do that song this morning, but as we uh, look at the sermon title for, for, for this morning, it's, it's that which fills the heart. And um, it's so important that we, talk, that we talk about this from a biblical standpoint Uh, so that we know how to travel as a church body going into uh, the new year. You know, it's it's, uh, how we go forward in 2023 is just as critical as that we go forward. Let me say that again. How we go forward in 2023 is just as critical as that we go forward. How many of you all know that you cannot repeat 2022 in your own personal lives? There was just some stuff, right? 
Yeah, there was some good stuff, but there was some other stuff. And let me say this too, uh, because the lingering element of that is a, a word that begins with the letter R that God is always raining down on us, and that is repentance. We can't end up 2022 with all of that stuff and then just roll it into 2023. Say amen if you understand what I'm saying. And often we do that not only from year to year, but we do it from day to day. How often are his mercies? They're new every morning. They're every morning and they're new. So, so what he has put under the blood on Monday, don't try to haul that garbage in to Tuesday. Lord, help us. I'm going to have to instruct. I know it's been a while since I've been up here, but I'm going to have to instruct you all where the amens go. <laughs> but nonetheless, nonetheless, if you agree with the fact that repentance is needed in your life right now, let this word consume you this morning, that which fills our heart. And I think we can glean some nuggets from that. Let me just read a few verses here, and um, we'll pick up, I think 43 is what I've got listed there, but I want to get some traction here. So I'm going to just throw these in. You won't find them anywhere on the screen. It's just that I've chosen to read them here this morning. So bear with me. Luke chapter 6. And one thing we have to recognize about the Gospels, when we read from the Gospels and we see those uh, uh, words in red when Jesus is speaking, all that he is teaching is he's teaching about the kingdom of God. And he is proclaiming that the kingdom of God is at hand. And this is a message that has not been prominent in the, 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 the uh, uh, Jewish fabric, if you will, of listening ever. Haven't heard of it. They heard about it through the prophecies. They heard about it through the Old Testament. But now here it was, Emmanuel, God with us, John 1, 14, and the word became and did what? Right in our midst. And so now he's there proclaiming the kingdom of God is at hand. So when we read through the Gospels, we have to read with an understanding that he's telling us what the epistles are all about. What, this is what happens in the kingdom of God. This is what the kingdom of God is going to be like. And if we are children of God, then we should be allowing the Holy Spirit to manifest the kingdom of God in us so that it comes through us. And so anyway, I'll pick up in Luke chapter 6, and I'm going to start in verse uh, 39, and then we'll, we'll, we'll jump in the, in the meat of this at about verse 43. And he also spoke a parable to them. A blind man cannot guide a blind man, can he? Will they not both fall into a pit? A pupil is not above his teacher, but everyone, after he has been fully trained, will be like his teacher. Why do you look at the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, brother, let me take out the speck that is in your eye when you yourself do not see the log that, the, do not see the log that is in your own eye? You hypocrite. First, take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take out the speck that is in your brother's eye. And here's where I want us to land a little bit as from verses 43 through 49. For there is no good tree which produces bad fruit, nor, on the other hand, a bad tree which produces good fruit. For each tree is known by its own fruit. For men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they pick grapes from a briar bush. The good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth what is good, and the evil man out of the evil treasures 
brings forth what is evil, for his mouth speaks from that which fills his heart. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? Everyone who comes to me and hears my words and acts on them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid a foundation on the rock. And when a flood occurred, the torrent burst against that house and could not shake it because it had been well built. But the one who has heard and has not acted accordingly is like a man who has built a house on the ground without any foundation, and the torrent burst against it, and immediately it collapsed. And the ruin of that house was great. So we've got a little chunk there to deal with, but I want to deal with it from the perspective of as we're going forward in 2023, and I want to be a little more intimate and personal um, this morning with the, the church family here, if you will. Uh, how many of you, this is the first time you've ever been to the King's Chapel? Anyone? First time? Don't be afraid to raise your hand because I'm going to come and hug you in a second here. Yeah, okay, okay, good deal, good deal. Make sure they don't leave until I get back there. I want to hug you before you. Anyway, so, but, 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 so, but you're here with us this morning, so I want this word to engulf our hearts as we as a church go forward in 2023. Uh, and I know this from the pastoral staff as well. And if you listen to the messages, if you take time to go back and listen to the messages that were preached over last year, you will understand that our heart, our charge, our calling is to make sure that we're making disciples here at the King's Chapel. Not disciples who will come in and look wonderful every Sunday morning, but disciples who will actually go out and live the truths of the gospel. Turn to your neighbor and ask him, are you living the truths of the gospel? Now, don't, don't feel obligated to answer that. I just want to make sure that that's a, for, a, a, a forward presence of us. We are to make disciples. Matthew 28 uh, and 19, Jesus says, go therefore, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them. Make disciples is what he, he didn't ask for converts. He said disciples. And so that's what the work is here. If you're a part of the body of Christ here at the King's Chapel, you're going to become a disciple, whether you want to or not. Well, I mean, you do have some say-so in that, but I'm saying that's, that's the plan here. We don't have any other plan. In fact, as a matter of fact, you won't find this one either. Go to uh, uh, Psalm 33 real quick. Just you got to be quick about it. Psalm 33. I, um, I don't think I gave that with us, but, but that's okay. That's okay. We do what the Spirit is doing here in the moment. Psalm 33 in verse... Uh, there about in verse 10, I think it is, uh, you'll find these words as soon as I get there. And it, will be, it would be good for you to write this down because it will set you free. If you listen to this, embrace it and trust it, believe it and do it. Psalm 33, verse 10, set your life free. Here's it. The Lord nullifies the counsel of the nations. He nullifies. Nullify means zilch, zero, ain't going to happen nullifies the counsel of the nations. Nations just means people here. He frustrates the plans of the peoples. He frustrates. How many of you all had any plans that were frustrated in 2022? Okay, three people over here. Okay, good. I can count on you, Mike. I can count on you. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. He frustrates those plans because everything he is doing is located right here. He frustrates the plans of the people. Verse 11, the counsel of the Lord stands forever. 
the plans of his heart from generation to generation. Get those verses tattooed to your heart, put them in there, live them, understand that there's no need to get wrapped around the axle or, ooh, I almost said that. I can't say that in here, right? But you don't want to get bunched up. Let's just put it like that. You just don't want to get caught around the axle with stuff that just doesn't seem like it's working. And you just keep throwing stuff into it. You keep uh, giving effort toward it, and you're just trying to push it forward. But it's not going to work if it's not in God's plan. Amen? And his, his statement to us, make disciples. Being a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ is his plan. He is going to bring that about. So now, if you're coming here, if this is home for you, if this is your church family, and this, this body of believers here is turning out to be a great bunch who lo- they re- responders is what I would say. We love to give, we love to love, and we don't need actually uh, uh, an opportunity to love. Love is eternal, the kind of love I'm talking about. The eternal love, the unconditional love. Do you realize this? Let this be sobering for you in a moment. Do you realize that we are born of God. God is eternal. That means we are eternal in Him. And it also means that we are eternal in real time. Let me say that again because apparently you all didn't get that. We are eternal in real time. So we get to live out the kingdom of God moment by moment. Where is our citizenship? In heaven. Heaven is an eternal place. No beginning, no end. the Alpha and Omega. That's who we are in Christ right now in this second. Okay, now let me preach today's word. I want to look at this in three segments, if you will, and just talk about the elements of what fills your heart. And this will be a good litmus test and, you know, be real with yourself. You can fool me. You can fool the people next to you. But you know what's in your heart. And so if we're going to have a good foundation in us to be able to discern that which fills our heart. How many of you all have had uh, desires for things of the world before? Two people? Just the two people right here? Okay, okay. All right. So, yeah, we, we all been there, done that. Before we get out these double doors, we probably will have that. Things of the world, which are fleeting, but those desires do rest there. And we can feed those desires by what we take into our minds, what we take into the, the mind of our heart. What we feed our heart on is what will give those, those desires and that lust uh, uh, energy. And so I want to look at this from three perspectives. To understand that which, which fills our heart, we we got to make sure first and foremost, and you can write this down if you don't. In fact, every time you see vowel verses come up there, please write those down so you'll have something to talk about at lunchtime. Okay, so called and converted. What fills your heart about being called and be a convert? Uh, just because you're called doesn't necessarily mean that you're converted. Because conversion takes a specific thing that happens supernaturally by the spirit of the living God. He calls us and gives us the ability to receive what he's got for us. You remember it was said to uh, 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 Nicodemus in John chapter 3 and verse 3. He says, Nicodemus, you must be born again. 
And Nicodemus couldn't figure it out from an earthly perspective. Can't go back into my mother's womb. No, no, no. He's talking about a spiritual birth. If you're going to have your heart filled with the right things, you have to make sure that you've not only heard the call, answered the call by receiving the gift, John 3.16, and that the conversion had taken place. The conversion takes place at the very moment when you say, I receive the gift. The gospel is a gift. Jesus Christ is a gift to us. Ephesians 2, 8 tells us, for by grace we've been saved. It's a gift of God. No man can boast of it. It's the gift of God. And so uh, 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 many, uh, many are what? Yes, but few are. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so you've got to get through that whole process of being called, converted. Now, at the conversion point begins that process of discipleship. It begins the process of discipleship. So we make sure that, uh, 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 just so you know, turn to your neighbor and ask them this. Did you know you used to be wicked? It's not a common question you would just ask anyone, but there you have it. Right here in the King's Chapel, we've asked that question. Yes, listen, listen. If you know the Lord Jesus Christ today, by the grace of God, righteousness has been imputed to you. You have, as, as, Abraham, as it was Abraham, because you believed, it was record as righteousness to you and to me. Because we believe. Now, of course, we're not, I'm not talking about believing that uh, George Washington was the first president of the United States. We believe that because it's in the history books. But uh, you can know the scriptures and not know Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now we're heating up. You can know the scriptures and not know Jesus. And by the sound and every breath that I have, the sound that comes out of this body and many of the pastors on this staff, Our effort and desire and all that we do here is about you knowing him. He says, my sheep know my voice. The voice of a stranger, they will not follow. If you don't hear the voice of Jesus coming out of us, and I'm not talking about just the words of Jesus. I'm talking about the voice. It gets a little intimate when you're talking about the voice of Jesus. Abraham didn't have the scriptures. He moved because of what? By faith, he heard the voice of God. We need to get in the scriptures and discipline ourselves to be able to hear the voice of God. Because when you're sitting there on the other side of a cup of coffee talking to somebody who's just gone through something uh, traumatic and they need a drink of water, they need a word of encouragement, you may not be able to reach for your Bible in the moment, but it certainly can come out of your heart if that's what your heart is filled with. I mean, it's a good litmus test to determine what's in my heart. And I'm telling you right now, if you really do that, if you genuinely take a look at your heart, you will go, I mean, if we're real with ourselves, I don't know Jesus but one way, and that's to keep it real. I mean, you can uh, yeah, I'm just <laughs> I didn't say this, but in this passage here, Jesus called them hypocrites. I didn't say that, but let's be real about what this is. Look in our own hearts. Before we start messing with other folks' hearts, let's look in our own hearts. Okay, okay, okay. So, 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 so first of all, we have to have the platform of being called and converted, and we've begun that trick of being transformed, being converted and transformed and transitioning into discipleship. The next 
measuring stick for what fills our heart. Committed for cleansing. Now, that's the part that I, I really love, because after you get the paperwork done in number one with the, the calling converted and you're on the path to discipleship, and some of you all don't need to brush that off. Because just because you've been sitting in the King's Chapel looking wonderful for 25 years or 10, 25 minutes, it matters not. Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ? That's the bottom line. We can get everything else worked out from there. But if we don't even know him, that's going to be a problem. And I don't want you to leave the room today. And I don't care where you are on that continuum, but don't leave this sanctuary today if you do not know him. And let know that you know him. Uh, God has blessed me to be with this woman for a couple of years. Right? And so, <laughs> two or three. Anyway, anyway, if we got separated for any period of time, and I didn't talk to her for five years or ten years, and the first phone call I got was hers, I'm going to recognize that voice. I'm going to recognize that voice. Among all other voices, there's an intimate relationship that we're called into that requires, uh, I, I, I need to say that uh, um, once we accepted Jesus Christ from the conversion piece, he immediately consecrates us. He sets us apart. Uh, he sets us apart. He consecrates us. Uh, I think I've said this here before. You know, you've got some silverware or some plateware. Or, you know, call it plateware? Whatever they, what they call it. Dinnerware? Okay, dinnerware. Yeah, that's, that's a word I could never come up with. Dinnerware. And, and, and you got some, some you use for certain occasions. <laughs> there's some meals we serve on a paper plate, amen? And then there's a meal or two that we might serve that the best china comes out, right? Do we have that going on? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, so when we accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, he consecrated us. He set us apart. He took us out the club and put us in the church. Some of us are still confused about that. Some of us in the church clubbing. And say amen if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but that's okay. You're in the church. We can get transformed from here if that which fills your heart is legit. If that which fills your heart. So, so committed for cleansing. There's a conversion piece taking place here. It's called out of John uh, 17, 17. Jesus is praying to the Father and he says, uh, sanctify, sanctify them by your word. Your word is truth. This sanctification piece that takes place, that separates us and takes us out of that darkness uh, that uh, Colossians 1.13 talks about. He transferred us from the domain of darkness. He took us out of darkness. Everybody in here who didn't know the Lord Jesus Christ at one time, you were in pitch black darkness in your thinking and in your behavior. Uh, some of you all were... How many of you all could ever imagine that you were probably rude at some point in time when you didn't know the Lord Jesus Christ? Appreciate <laughs> I appreciate that. You didn't stutter. Your hand went right up. Yeah, yeah, we all been there. Been rude as all get out. And then Jesus comes and shows us a different way. Now, it didn't mean that the rudeness went away overnight, but that now it is being filtered, it's being processed, it's being transformed. Everyone in here that knows the Lord Jesus Christ, we've already been positionally deemed righteous. You know, when the scripture says he sat down at the right hand of the Father, when he sat down, we sat down. Oh, you ain't heard what I'm saying. When he sat down, if we're in him, we sat down. Yeah, 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 because we're in him. 
Read Ephesians chapter 1 if you don't believe what I'm saying. He says, even before the beginning of time, we were placed in him. And so, and so, this cleansing that he calls us to. Uh, uh, um, uh, let's quickly go over. I want to read something to you out of 1 Timothy 2, uh, 20. How am I doing on time? Are we do- oh, they took the clock down. Oh, well then, someone should have told me. <laughs> well, oh, if we're going to play like that, yeah. <laughs> Did I say did I say 1 Timothy? Yeah. yeah, yeah, let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 2. Um, or did I say 2 Timothy? All right, well, let, let, don't, let's not get confused here. Yeah, yeah, okay. So when you get to 1 Timothy, go to cha- uh, uh, 2 Timothy. I just want to make sure you can find 1 Timothy, Okay. All right, when you get there, go to 2 Timothy. Are we there? All right, now I think you can find verse 20 over there. I don't even know if it's, but anyway. Uh, um, 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 Is everyone in 2 Timothy? Okay, here we go, here we go. Um, Good good question. Chapter 2, and I'm going to start in verse 20. Uh, I'll get 19 for traction. Nevertheless, the firm foundation of God stands, having this seal, having this seal. The Lord knows those who are his. I just want that to sink in a little bit. We can play the game all day long, but the Lord knows those who are his. And everyone who names the name of the Lord is to abstain from wickedness. Verse 20, now in a large house, there are not only gold and silver vessels, but also vessels of wood and of earthenware, and some to honor and some to dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from these things, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified, useful to the master, prepared for every good work. Now flee from useful lust and pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who call on, the name, call on the Lord from a pure heart. That's us in here. If you want to take a verse to heart and, 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 and pin it somewhere like on your dashboard or somewhere, we, together we should fit this uh, uh, list of, of, of attributes, if you will, that come only from truth. As you're set apart, he says, pursue with what kind of heart? A pure heart. The only thing that purifies our heart is what? God's Word. It's the only thing. What it fills your heart. It's not, it's not the Word of God nestled against something else that's there. And we're carrying the Word of God in our heart like a rabbit's foot or a cross around our neck. And I'm not, anybody that's got a cross on your neck, amen. I'm not picking on you. I'm just saying. It's, 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 so imagine it like this. At home you have the shelf with the uh, canisters of flour and sugar and, and uh, coffee. Yeah, let me, have, let me hear what you all have on your shelf. No, no, okay. So we have those six or seven canisters that are on a shelf, and, 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 and there's a shelf that holds the canisters up, okay? We can't have the Word of God on the shelf with the other canisters. Say amen if you understand what I'm saying. He's not a canister on the shelf. He is the full-blown house 
that holds the wall, that holds the shelf, that holds the canisters. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? And it needs to be, it must be like that. I can't say it needs to be like that. It must be like that if we expect ever to have our hearts filled with the things of God. Because he does. He'll never muscle you and make you get that junk out of your heart. You know why? Um, <laughs> well, yeah, you know why people do evil things? Or do you, okay, let me make this a little more personal. Do you know why you do evil things? Okay, so for, for the moment, don't y'all get quiet on me like that. That's just like saying amen when you get quiet. Listen, listen. Because for a moment there, we thought, we had an evil thought in our heart. You ever had words come out of your mouth and you wish you hadn't said that? <laughs> yeah. That was prompted and motivated by some fleshly or prideful. How many of you know, uh, believe pride is evil? Being prideful is evil. Yeah, that's what I mean when I say evil comes out of your heart. And according to James, we can't have both fresh water and salt water flowing out of the same spigot, right? Oh, y'all don't even know what spigot is, do you? Does it matter? Oh, okay, okay. Mike, you still with me, right? Spigot, Mike, okay, it's legit. He has vessels in the house, some for honoring, some for dishonor. Listen, listen, in this house, in this house of the Lord, he didn't say, burn the house down. He says, get the vessels right. Get the vessels right. How do we get the vessels right? Um, we don't turn to it. We won't go to it because we got to stop here in a little bit. Um, my Lord, they, they had the nerve not to put the clock up. I can't believe that. Okay. You waving at me? Okay, good deal. <laughs> good. Okay, so, 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 the, Jesus says in John 15, you are pure, I think it's verse 3. He says you are pure because of, uh, or washed, I think is the term he used, because the word has already been spoken to you. It is the word that purifies us. We must put that word in our heart. And when I say put it in our heart, not just for memory, but for living it out. Just for living it out. When you put the word in you, it's for living it out. When you put gasoline in your car, it's for going. When you put the word of God in you, it's for living. You with me? Yes, 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 yes. So we have to be committed to the cleansing process whereby we are cleansed by the word of God. Some of you don't need a bath, as he told Peter. You don't need a full-blown bath. You just need your foot, feet, washed. How many of you all can stand a little foot washing right now? How many of you all in the process of having your feet washed, even as I'm preaching? Somebody say amen if you, thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Listen, listen, called and converted, committed to cleansing. Cleansing is an ongoing thing. We don't get cleansed one day. And then finally, may take some work on this one, consumed for consumption. Consumed for consumption. Let me lay a little quick groundwork in, in, in that. Truth is our life. Truth is our life. Jesus says in John 6, 63, the words that I speak to you, these words are spirit and they are life. Truth is our life. Truth lives our life. 
Listen, Ephesians 5 and 18. He says, don't be drunk with wine under dissipation. He says, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled. That's the same thing as being consumed with the Holy Spirit. That word even more so, be governed by the Holy Spirit. Let that which is in your heart be the governing work of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. Be filled, be consumed. Uh, I remember when I was consumed with too much wine. And, you know, it didn't matter. Yeah, let me just call it like it is. You're just out there and you acting like you just don't care. Does anybody, am I got any, can anybody say amen to that? Let me know where. Amen, brother, I appreciate that. Anyway, anyway, anyway. But, but, but when Jesus came and my life was transformed, I got filled with the Spirit of God. I got that Spirit of God at my birth from the Spirit. And daily now I can be filled with the Spirit of God. You know how you get filled with the Spirit of God? I'm going to tell you this is going to make some people's ears wiggle in here because you ain't ever heard this before. You know how you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Because it's not this moment or event where, woo, I'm full. No, put the Word in you because the Holy Spirit tracks the he tracks the word. Remember that occasion over in Genesis when, he, when God said, let there be light? And what was the next thing that happened? Yeah, that was light. Simple as that. The Holy Spirit tracks the word. He brings the word to bear in your life. You want more of the Holy Spirit? You want to be consumed by the Spirit of God? You want to be governed by the Spirit of God? You want to be led by the Spirit of God? Put more word in you to actually live and walk it out. And so I said, truth is your life. Truth lives your life. And then finally, truth gives you life. See, you can't live unto yourself. It's time to stop living to self. When you're truly in the clutches of God's hand, your life, as the praise team is coming, your life is for other people. Write this down, quote it, remember it, whatever you do, I don't care. Everything that God is doing in your life, everything, I don't care what it is, everything that God is doing in your life right now, he's doing it for someone else. And you know how you get blessed by it? He's just doing it through you. Consumed for consumption. Some of you right now know of people who have straws stuck in you from other people, other places. Those straws are, sometimes they can suck the life right out of you. But if you put the word of God in you, you can never go dry. It will never go dry. There is no end to his truth. There is no end to his Holy Spirit. There is no end to his word. Heaven and earth will pass away. I don't care what they're saying about, um, what's the climate thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. But we get, yeah, throw some money at it, whatever. Okay. Heaven and earth is out of here. But he says, my word, my word, will last forever. Stand to your feet, if you will. And this morning, I'm going to do something slightly different. Oh, I see what the problem was. I think my watch stopped. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to do something a little different this morning. Normally, we would have you go to the windows there for prayer. But I just sense that the Spirit might do things a little bit different this morning. And I want to give that opportunity. If, if, and, and I don't, I'll, we have, 
Can, can we just play some music right now? That's, let's just do this. This is not planned. But if you're here today and you say, you know what? I know I need a change for 2023. I want you to be very motivated about coming down in front of this altar right now just for a time of prayer. If you say, I know I need to change as before I move in or as I'm moving into 2023. I just want you to be bold enough to come down and allow me to pray with you for just a brief moment. Praise team will play. No one will be looking around at you like you did something strange. Thank you, Holy Spirit. If you know, but if you know you need a change going into 2023, because you left 2022 pretty jacked up, just want you to come here and pray. You can practice a little distancing here or what have you. And this is not to embarrass anybody, but I just want the Holy Spirit's power and the power of the Word of God to be measured in the hearts that would say, Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. If you know going into 2023, you need a change, I want to pray for that change right here in this life. If you've already got it figured out and everything's good with you, I want to ask you to pray for these folks. Pray for these folks. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'll wait. I'll wait. It's important. Father God, I thank you for those that you see before you right now, Lord. And Father, just as it was with the woman who was caught in the very act of adultery, Lord, we see in that passage that there's nobody else around when you're having a personal conversation with her, but her and you. And so, Father, I thank you for each individual here standing before you this morning at your altar to surrender, to take on repentance, so that they might go into 2023 in a way that is pleasing to you. And Father, we don't know what each individual need is, but you do. You count the very hairs on their head. Father, you put the stars up there and you named them all. You took a roll call and not one was missing. And so, Father, I know you know how to touch each individual standing before. You know exactly what they need. So wash over them now, Lord God, by your Holy Spirit. Let your word take root in their hearts that they might live it, that that might fill their hearts, Lord God. Let the love of God, the unconditional love of God, flow from them. Oh, Lord, as a mountain spring of water springing up in them. And Father, we thank you and we give you praise. We give you praise for what you've done, what you're doing, what you're doing in this moment, and what you will do. In Jesus' mighty name we pray.